This has been a big week for uh, earnings releases from retailers and the retail sales. But some of them are really weird. The retail sales numbers were strong. In fact, the strongest we've seen since January. But a lot of individual retailers are not doing well. A target. Uh, just fell off a cliff. We've already seen Nordstrom abandon, you know, a third of their space over in Galleria. Bed Bath and Beyond has disappeared along with Tuesday morning. It almost seems like the retailers don't understand what the consumer wants because the consumer wants to buy. One man who knows had a 40-year career in retail. He was president and CEO of Neiman Marcus and Federated and bought Macy's and Barney's of New York and J.C. Penny Allen Questrom joins us right now. It's good to have you with us, sir. Nice to be with you. So tell me about retail right now. It sounds like, I mean, despite COVID and, you know, worries of a recession, the consumer wants to buy, but a lot of these retailers are, are, are not doing well. Well, I think I think it's a kind of a mixed bag. I think the customer has really gone to uh, more services and, and more leisure activity like travel and so forth, uh, and that's been a big change. But we remember that when we look at the year this year, it's against 22, and 22 was a spectacular big year for most retailers. And I think this year we went into people changed their buying priorities. Uh, back in in 22, people, you know, came out of COVID. They hadn't had weddings, and they hadn't gone to special events, so they bought up a lot of the, you know, special occasion clothing for weddings and so forth, special affairs. Men, men got uh, got wedding suits or got a new suit, and many remember many people during COVID gained a lot of weight. So when they finally <laughs> got out of COVID and they've been wearing these leisure loose, loosely fitting clothes, they had to go out and buy some of these other clothes because when they went to their closet, it no longer fit. Only so a retailer fun. would think of something like that. It never occurred well, to I, me. I, I, they, they would probably be defensive, but I, I know that people gained a lot of weight, and when people gain weight, they have to get new clothes. So that's one. That was a big plus. There was also a big problem because we had an inability to get goods because of COVID, a lot of factories were didn't get supplies in, and so there was a delay in getting it, so that was one of the reasons we got oversupply of, of inventory in many stores, because they tried to buy in anticipation of more delays, and so when it finally came in, businesses died to slow, so they had big backups, so that caused them to, to back up on inventory and had to take markdowns and reduce the buying of new, new product. Right now, we're going through a, a period of time where I think most of the numbers are coming in from retailers of my kind. Their business are running negative, three, four, five, seven percent, and and that is it, it, it's broad based. But you got some stores that I think it continue to do well, but off a low, on a lower pace. You got companies like Ross, TJ Maxx, those continue to do well. I think Zara, fast fashion, continues to do well. The the big mall, Macy's and Dillard's and, and Nordstrom, they're all in malls, and there's been a contraction in the number of malls, and and and, and there's been you know you know been serious serious uh, uh, distortions in terms of crime at many of these places, and people have been somewhat alienated. That you know when when I was in the business, young people went to malls because that's where they socialize. And I think some of the tragedies that recently happened, particularly in the in the Texas area, I think it's caused people to, uh, I shouldn't say just Texas, you saw what happened in Nordstrom's out in California, and you see what happens up in San Francisco. These are the smash and grabs that are, that are coming in, where they're yeah, just the you know, organized. We, yeah, but we've had shootings in malls, yeah. and, and, you know, and so that, that gets people wary. When, but when kids, you know, in my days, when, when I, not my days, but when I was in retail, the malls were a place everybody wanted to go to because they could congregate. 
in the in the heat area we're going through currently, which is not the numbers you're, you're going through now, that's caused people not to go to open air malls. So, and, right. and I think we'll probably see some re- reappearance people back in regular malls because it's it, it, they're air conditioned. So, but that's it's all over the board. But generally, discretionary product has been on the down as people spend more money on services and travel. Uh, they continue to buy supermarkets, and that's why I think you see. Uh, uh, Walmart continue to do well. I think Target is a different issue. Target, I think, had a long run, and I think it did, did some very good. Then they got involved in some, some some what I call issues that they didn't need to be involved. Some in. of their marketing aspects. Well, yeah. some, well, some of the things about bathing suits, you know, for boys that you know hit hit their their their, their privacy private pie. The whole thing was just unnecessary, and they made a big issue out of it. And I think people don't want companies to get involved in their personal social issues because you know you, i may believe this way and you may believe another way but if i take a strong position that means i'm automatically going to alienate the other person i've always believed that when you deal in a customer business you have to pretty much stay neutral because you don't want to alienate anybody your job is to make do what makes the customer happy and so but you don't you, you don't want to say oh well this is what i believe in fine you believe whatever you want to but don't start to share it with everybody because what your belief is doesn't have to be anybody else's belief and that's what happened i think to target and that's actually what happened to disney and some of the people are getting into yeah. what i call woke issues and it's it's hurt them and 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 it, i think maybe we learn from it but that's always been a policy that i grew up with is do not get involved in social issues because you'll never win you know, I, 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 and you've got the the retailer has to keep in touch. I think with their customers. I can remember walking through a J.C. Penney with you and losing you periodically because you'd be off, you know, talking to one of the store clerks and helping rearrange the displays and talking about about who was going through. You have to spend a lot of time out there in 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 with the public, I guess. Well, but the, but that is but that is your job as a retailer. Is your job is to understand your customer. Who better to understand from is talking to your sales associates. You know, they they have much more connection to the customer. And if I talk to them, I get at least what information they they glean. Many of them are very knowledgeable. You know, they don't always get the credit for it. But many of the uh, many of your sales associates are very very knowledgeable about their customer, and particularly when I worked at the Neiman's company or, or the Bonnie's company, they really know what their customers are, and they and they get to see the trends, and they, mm-hmm. they, and they and they tell you some of the things that are going on in men's that can maybe, tra- you could translate up into women's, or something going on in home furnishing that could be also translatable into, into apparel. But you're always trying to be aware of that, and, and, and to me that's the number one job of a, of a, of a uh, any businessman is to understand him, is to understand who his customer is, and to f- make sure that you're doing your best to satisfy him, and also understand who your competition is and what are they doing that that you, that's attracting customers that you could learn from them. You know, the business. You know, one of the great things that I've always admired about the retail, it's a business of learning. You've got to constantly. You're not the smartest guy in the world, or the smartest, smartest girl in the world. You're a person who has to keep learning because your customer is changing all the time. She may be changing faster than you. She may be changing slower than you. And you've got to identify in both cases where they're going. And you do, I do, at least to do do that best by talking to my sales associates and getting information. I also get information by talking to my people working in the distribution center to tell me about things that manufacturers are doing that could be causing problems for us in terms of managing the, the flow of the goods. And so everybody who works for you 
is an important source of information. I've always believed that a, a, a company, the CEO of a company's job is to understand the, the people who work for them and make sure you get full information because those people are the company. And if they believe that they are the company, they're going to work a lot differently than they think they work for you. They don't work for you. They work for the company. Even the CEO works for the company unless it's his own company. I then never owned the company. I've always worked yeah. for a company. And you know, I, I, I report to the shareholders, but to me, the shareholder comes third. I report to the customer. I then make sure my, my sales associate or employees are fully uh, involved in the process. And then if I do that well, I can take care of my shareholder. But I always view the shareholders as third. Now, if I fail to do that, the shareholder's going to be firing me, not my sales associates or not my but that's who's going to fire me. Right. But I know I satisfy my, my shareholder after I do the first two. You know, I guess there's a certain natural attrition in retail, but gee, you know, I've seen Bed Bath and Beyond disappeared. Tuesday morning seemed like they had such an interesting niche. Um, Nordstrom, as I was saying, I gave up one of their three floors at Galleria. They're downsizing in their stores and Container Store. That was, you know, that was that was the aspiration. <laughs> that stock's down forty percent this year. But usually, usually it, again, I think that that's a, a product of leadership not staying on top of what counts, not staying on top of their customers, not staying on top of the competition. What what has caused the customer to go there? What is the competition doing? You know, Amazon is a major uh, a major player in the, in the, in the in the in the retail world. They're not they're not what I call a merchandiser. They're a logistics technology company, but they do it spectacularly well. And it took including myself it took a long time for us to adapt and understand how to take advantage of that. But that's, again, if you, don't, if, you, if you don't understand what makes, why the customer likes that and incorporate it into some parts of your business, uh, you're going to lose. And, and it's always somebody who's a competitor coming up with better ideas. Mm. That's what makes capitalism such a great process because if you don't stay on top of your game, you're going to go out of business. And so that causes it to always be creating something. And why are you creating something? Because the customer wants something different. And so it's, capitalism rest, always has to take care of its customer because if he doesn't, somebody's going to replace you. Let, let, let me ask you one last thing. It is, I've always wondered this. So a, a retail, as a retailer, do you give the customer what she wants or do you tell the customer what she wants? Do you say you want to wear pointy shoes or you look good in black or you ought to wear corduroy this season. Well, you do. You do. It depends on the on the retailer you're in. But in in terms of high fashion or very fashion forward, so you're 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 trying to you have to want to understand who your customer is, right? And then you know that she she wants things new and different because she wants to be able to tell people that she's with her or that she wants to look fashionable. So you have to be on top of what the fashion, but you also, so she it comes to you to, for you to tell her what the key is. So when you walk into a store, it's up to the Nordstrom's or the Nemas to be able to point out to the customer the new fashion trends by the way you do your displays and the way you set up your, your mannequin. So, so she wants you to do that. If you, if you talk to Neiman Marcus, or you talk to some of the associates, which I used to know very well, and still if I walk through the store, some people will come up and talk to me. They they are so close to their customer. They get they they really know what's in her wardrobe because they're so close in terms of their 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 transactions with them. They can tell her, oh, I think she would really like this, and they could they'll call her on the phone. And Bonnie's did some of that. And Bonnie's was a totally different customer than Neiman's customer. Bonnie's was much more contemporary, and and tended to be younger. 
Um, and Niemann's was older, more mature, more conservative, but upscale. And so each one is 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 you have to understand who your customer is. But now if you're in if you're in uh, uh, Walmart, you know it's a little less of an issue. Is you're trying to be you trying to get what's on uh, what's fashionable. Like if you're in Walmart, sixty percent of the business grocery. They, their job is to make sure they have the groceries that their customer wants. Right. And, they, and so they're on top of what's the customer out there. But that's not fashion. That's basic fundamentals. And, you know, some re- some retailers are that way. Bed Bath Beyond is basically a fundamental company that just had bad bad leadership over the last eight or nine years. And most companies that go out of business, it's it's the fault of the leadership uh, of of, the, of that company that they're not adapt. Or a a new concept came out that is not adaptable to your way of doing business. Alan Questrom is the uh Best retailer I've ever known, and I, I wish you. <laughs> wish you. You're always saying that to me, but it's not true. There's a lot of good. good well, retailers. there are a lot, there are a lot of good, but you're, you're the most fascinating, and I and I always enjoy talking with you, and I hope uh, we can do it again. And your pleasure. You, I didn't, and I must apologize, not re- re- recognize that you've been doing this. You're almost doing this as long as I've been in the retail business. So you're an expert <laughs> on your side of the business. Anyway, have a nice. Day. We enjoy what we do, Alan Quester, my guest today. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com/slash. CEO of David Johnson News Radio 1080 KRLD.